0: That's five minutes of uh, content right there. I I wasn't recording Not for me.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, the the local recording is not going to help. I wasn't contributing to that conversation much. Yeah, that's
0: fair. I kind of want to watch Citadel now.
2: Hello and welcome to the Android Police Podcast. My name is Daniel Bader. This week on the show, OnePlus has a pad. Motorola has a Think phone. And Techno has something techno's got here. a foldable <laughs> uh it's got the most affordable foldable yet uh which is not a compliment but we'll talk about it anyway although manuel liked it so yeah he did we'll, we'll see i think the most exciting news of the week is that google authenticator is now available across multiple devices this has been literally half a decade in the making i have no idea why it didn't come sooner However, some people have some reservations about it. We'll talk about that. Amazon kiboshed the Halo. Amazon 14 gets a new beta, sub-beta release. Did you say Amazon and, 14? Android I say 14. Amazon? I meant Android 14.
1: <laughs> so everybody obviously here needs more caffeine is what yeah, I
2: hear. <laughs> and we got so many leaks about the Pixel 7a that it may as well launch tomorrow. So we'll just talk talk through those. All right, Ara, Will, how's it going? Good.
1: I need a Coke. I really need a Coke.
2: Why didn't you get one?
1: I I should have gotten one, but I just didn't because I was busy trying to get other things done.
2: It's okay. I get get that. Moving to the kitchen, opening the fridge. It's a lot of work. I
1: will go grab one real quick if you'd like me to.
2: I would, actually. If if it's going to make you a better podcaster, (laughs) you should should just do it. Will and I can hold down the fort for a minute. Um, Will, we'll start with you. You reviewed the OnePlus pad. I did. I find this product really curious. Yeah. It's like a full sized tablet from OnePlus. It's their first. It's not running Chrome or anything else. It's literally an Android tablet. Who releases those anymore?
0: Google. (laughs) I guess Google's coming up
2: with one. (laughs) But seriously, like what what's up with this product? You gave it a seven point five out of ten, which I think is probably more generous than any Android tablet deserves. (laughs) in 2023
0: it's not just me i i was so the embargo lifted this morning as we're recording this on friday and i was kind of curious what other people thought of it and and it seems like every review has the tone of huh it's not bad (laughs) which like i don't think we're all just like just i think everyone expected this to be kind of a disaster in the way that like most android tablets since android tablets have been you know what i mean i mean
1: law of averages somebody has to hit the fairway at some point it's
0: not a it's not a home run i don't know i don't watch baseball enough to do a baseball metaphor it's good like it's good not great i have some qualms about it but like if you're in the market for like a 500 hundred dollar tablet you don't want to wait for the pixel tablet or like if it ends up being out of your price range like you could do much worse than this um don't get mad at me i still think the ipad is probably a better buy overall especially like ipad os and the App Store, but if you're really set on an Android tablet and you don't want to spend more than 500, because that is going to put you out of range of the Tabas 8 series, which is the only other flagship level Android tablets I would recommend. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. What's interesting here
2: is this is running like pretty straight up. Like, I mean, it's it's not too far different from the Oxygen OS os to the
0: point where there are some oddities about it. Like the dialer is still here in the dock like by default for some reason. Uh and, Excuse and me? like the dialer. Like the like what Google's can you do phone. With it? Nothing. <laughs> it just sits in the dock. <laughs> Same with uh so it will eventually be able to like sync with like automatically sync up with like OnePlus phones to get like a, a data connection on the go, but there's no SIM card tray. There's no eSIM support. But it does like the main shortcut in quick settings is for mobile networks if you incredible. tap it nothing happens incredible and if, you, if you long yes. press it you go into the mobile network settings page which is almost completely blank the like toggle the to turn on mobile data is grayed out and then you can view your data usage theoretically and that's it just so the attention to detail we expect from
2: BPK here uh,
0: it, it's so <laughs> weird because like they made this new doc, which is very it's right out of iPad OS. Like it will have your three most recent apps to the right. And then your like normal docked apps on the left. They clearly did change some things to make this, you know, the settings menu has the like left side pane. And then it opens on the right side. Like it's not like a direct port of what we know of oxygen OS today, but like there are some weirdness where it's like, did you guys just not think about the fact that this isn't a phone? Like, I don't know. It's very odd.
2: What did you do with the tablet? Like, how did you spend most of your review period using this thing? This is
0: kind of the thing. thing. So, like, I got really hung up, and I'm sure some people are probably going to be annoyed that I got hung up on this. But, like, I got kind of hung up on the placement of the camera bump because it's in the... It's how to describe this. If you hold the tablet, which I am currently doing, landscape, right, which is, like, clearly how they want you to do it because that's the orientation that the OnePlus logo is facing the camera module is centered above the OnePlus logo. But if you hold it portrait, which is how I prefer to hold tablets, like I, I like to hold them like they're a magazine or a notebook or whatever, usually when I'm using them, unless I'm playing games or watching a video, where your right hand goes, and, and I usually hold a tablet in just one hand, that being my right hand, it's like the camera bump is like right there. So best case scenario, you're just smudging the camera that you're not gonna use anyway. But I find that like the lip of it, doesn't feel comfortable in my hand like i don't like touching it so like you have to like either flip the tablet upside down and then the power buttons on the bottom it feels kind of weird and the volume rockers in a weird place now or like you have to hold it horizontally or like hold it and you're like always think about like oh i guess i'll hold it in my left hand but i'm right hand dominated dominant jesus so it feels weird i don't know so to answer your question i mostly used it around the house like I'm done for the day. I don't want to like grab my laptop. I don't want to like have this thing sitting on my lap, but I want something bigger than a phone. Like that's how I use tablets generally anyway. I have a two and a half year old iPad Air that floats around and it's like, I use it to watch YouTube or check the news at night or whatever. And that's basically how I used this. But like the design of it made it not quite as comfortable to use if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. It also just reinforces the fact that a landscape-first tablet is weird. It's weird unless you're going to dock it and use it as a laptop replacement. And in this case, that's $150 extra. Yes, unless you
0: pre-ordered it during the blind sale and then you got it for free. But you had to put $100 down and not know what the price was at the time. Right. And that's gone It's also a
2: big tablet. It's 11.6 inches. So. You know, this is a 7 by 5 aspect ratio, so it's 1.4 by 1. Yeah. So it's not quite 4 by 3.
0: It's a good aspect but ratio. I it, really don't like the Tab essay using 1610. Like, I think it makes it awkward to, to hold portrait, which, as I just said, that's how I like to hold tablets. This is a little squarer than that. And I think it's a good compromise where like it doesn't feel awkward in portrait other than the camera bump, but it also plays videos well without massive black bars like the iPad or whatever. So
2: Yeah, I guess it comes back to why would you buy this? What is OnePlus trying to accomplish aside from fleshing out its ecosystem? It's a five hundred dollar tablet that doesn't fulfill its destiny, if you will, unless you spend an additional hundred and fifty dollars. It's got all of the fix-ins that you'd expect. It's got stylus support. It's got that dock. But it's just a big boy. It's landscape-oriented, and Android is still a mess on tablets. But then you kind of say, all right, well, the Pixel tablet's coming out in a month. It's going to be more expensive if the leaks are true. It's going to be $650-ish plus an additional $129 for the dock. We don't know much about... Any keyboard accessories yet, I'm sure we'll learn at I.O. if and when that is announced, but it's probably more expensive of an investment. But it comes back to like, why does an Android user not just buy an iPad? What do you lose by, or what do you gain rather by staying within the Android ecosystem? And nobody's going to tell me that you can make phone calls from your OnePlus phone. (laughs) I think it's there by mistake. I
0: genuinely don't know why it's there. That makes no
2: sense. They've done QA on this. This has been in development for a very long time. Okay, but like,
0: you can't, like, then why is the mobile network setting that? Like, I don't know why it's there. I'm pretty sure I didn't set it up. Like, I didn't transfer apps from another phone or whatever when I set it up. I'm like, Ninety I'm I'm pretty sure I manually downloaded everything. I certainly wouldn't have added it to the dock, so like it must have been there when I it took me like a week to notice that it was even there. Like I just was like look I was paying attention one day and I was like, wait, the phone apps in the dock? Like that doesn't make any sense.
2: Oh, it's for sure there on purpose. Or at least not in the sense that like they meant to. It's just that nobody removed it because (laughs) they built Oxygen OS from the phone version and just didn't scrub it. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, if you're going to make a tablet, stop being lazy. You can't afford to be lazy anymore. It's 2023, not 2013. We've been saying the same thing for a decade. You can't get away with it anymore. So, well, do
0: we want to talk about how there's no fingerprint sensor either? Because I feel like this adds on to... <laughs> is there face unlock at least? Yeah, using the camera. Right. So it's not secure. No, it's not secure and... It actually worked OK at night, like even with like in a dark room, like I I tested it. And if you ramp up the brightness, it, it's bright. like the lock screen is big and bright enough that it'll identify your face. But it sometimes struggled with that and then also struggled. Sometimes it would work if I was wearing like like yesterday I was writing the review outside and I was wearing sunglasses and like sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. It was very inconsistent in that. But for the most part, like it worked fine. It's just not super secure. So
2: It's weird. I just i don't get it i don't understand its purpose but i'm with you
0: but i think that's like a broader question about tablets which is probably why google is like what if we position a pixel tablet as like a smart home play as well
2: i cannot wait for this i cannot wait for the pretzel making that android users are going to go through in order to justify the existence of more android tablets look especially a pixel. It's not like, me,
0: right? Like I no, just, it's not you. I, you know, it's, I said I have an iPad, but like I'm <clears throat> I'm with you. Like I, it's not bad, but I still, yes, I think that for $500, like the app store just trounces Android tablets. I think on iPhone versus an Android phone, like it's pretty competitive. Like you will find most apps are on both or like if there is an iOS exclusive app, there is something on Android that is as good good, right? Like, if not better. On my iPad, I use Apollo as my Reddit client, which I do not believe is on Android, but I like Sync on Android more. So like, you know, it's fine. But when it comes to tablets, it's always been behind and it will always be behind.
1: Well, it's always going to be behind because... Google didn't do what Apple did. Apple gave you very specific, like, here's exactly how wide your windows are going to be. Here is exactly how wide your pull out menu versus your main tab is going to For be. For sure. They had very specific visual guidelines. Yeah. And Google was like, oh no, we're we're more free than that. So these are your general guidelines, not actual rules.
0: And that was 13 years ago. It now looks. Well, and we they've are.
1: tried. <laughs> they have tried, like, on five or six specific yeah. occasions to try and like corral developers into actually giving us useful tablet apps yeah and that just works so poorly that i gave up like i gave up on tablets and went to chromebooks like if i want an android tablet i go to a chromebook just because i know at least that will work properly
0: i don't know i was on uh, meet calls with manuel this week and I, I heard his microphone quality on a chromebook but uh no that's it's, it's a, that's a Google <laughs> Meet specific thing i know um i mean like even google didn't start making tablet optimized apps until like two years ago like they were half-assing it forever and i don't know why devs would look at google like not doing a good job and be like but we should do a good job like they ignored this genre of device forever and then were like pikachu face shocked to find that like devs felt pretty whatever about android tablets i don't know I, i it's it's What are you supposed to do when, like, the the person making the platform or the the company making the platform, like, also does not give a shit? I don't know.
1: Yeah. No, I if truly we were going to get proper large screen apps on Android, it has to come now that we have the Pixel Fold and the Z Fold series and all of these foldables that are going to be like, okay, we have normal phone sized apps for these. But we also need something that will justify spending two thousand dollars on a phone. And that's going to have to be the apps. And if Google cannot get developers to get on board with that, then foldables on Android are always just kind of going to be a novelty and not an, a mainstream useful tool.
2: Let's continue this journey through weird products. Double review Will, this week. you also reviewed. <laughs> I'm
0: very tired. <laughs> the Think
2: phone, the Motorola Think phone. Yeah. This one I was surprised by. because again, too. Like the OnePlus pad, a lot of people, not just you, were pretty pretty positive on this on this device that's ostensibly just aimed at like it's like enterprises and and, and enterprise customers yeah
0: they did not announce that they were going to sell this to customers until like the review embargo lifted publicly like people did not think this was coming to consumers i i genuinely think that like it's the think phones like ces debut like had a good response and they like rethought what they were going to do with this phone
1: Well, they need the fans to buy this because no matter how much people love ThinkPad for, like, rugged, enterprise-ready, like, this is the thing I can buy my employees and my employees will not F it up. But for a phone, especially when we're coming back to, like, apps and support, iPhone just has better support for apps and thus better support for business almost across the board. Outside of things where you need to either scan a barcode or read, like, an RFID tag, Android phones just have a distinct disadvantage. So you needed to be able to leverage the freaks who get absolutely nerdy at the sight of that little track point nub and the three-button mouse at the bottom. This is a niche phone. If you wanted this to have any appeal at all, it had to be able to go to regular consumers.
0: I mean, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's back up. So the Think phone, right? What is it? It fits pretty squarely into the, like, the budget flagship space that I've been talking a lot about lately. It's more competitive with like the Pixel 7, I guess, than the 7 Pro, but like, It's powered by a Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1. Is that the newest chip? No. Will you notice? No. No. Like the 8 Gen 2 is a very similar chip. It is not that much faster. To be honest, it doesn't matter. The 8 Plus Gen 1 is a great chip. It's got a 6.6 inch OLED full HD display. To be honest, it's a really good display. I didn't realize it was full HD until I checked the spec sheet. I would have assumed it was 1440p, (laughs) 8 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage. Totally fine. Huge, five thousand milliamp hour battery, but it's not heavy. It's like it's just under one hundred eighty nine grams, and it feels like compared to most flagship phones, like you can feel the difference. Like it's, it's not quite as light as the Edge I just reviewed, but it's light. Like, like I, I like holding it. It's got this like car. It's got the carbon fiber <laughs> finish on the back that I don't love the look of. I think it's a little dated, but I know ThinkPad fans are gonna love it. It's got the big Think Phone logo that, to be honest, like. It it's kind of gaudy, but like I I like it. Like that, they just went like full out. Like we're just gonna do it. You
1: have to lean in with a phone like this. You cannot go like tasteful and subtle. You have to go full steam. You need to be running into the brick walls that you are going to be (laughs) facing with this.
0: The frame is like aluminum. It looks sharp. Like it's got these squared off edges that I like. It's fairly thin. It's IP sixty eight water and dust resistant, which is great. And it's seven hundred dollars, which I think is like a pretty good price. Uh, the camera sucks. Like it's what you would expect on a Motorola phone, but like, otherwise it's pretty good. I liked using it. I'm like, kind of sad that I'm not going to be using it. It, Oh, fast charging too. 68 watt fast charging. I powered this thing up from like three to almost 40% in like 15 minutes. It's great. Battery life is day and a half easy over mixed use. Um, like I I don't know. Like I it it sounds boring to be like this is a pretty good phone but like for $700 you can do a lot worse. That is not the ringing endorsement
2: that you need in 2023. I I just don't understand yeah. what a business phone is. Oh, to I have
0: no the, idea the what the market is for this. I have no idea. But like like if you like this I, I was talking about this yeah. like Motorola
2: positioning it as a companion to the ThinkPhone laptop lineup. And there are, you know, are there any benefits to the millions of ThinkPad owners if they buy this, right? That I think is the key question here. Do you get anything special? Is there any like integration or um, increased productivity that you can expect beyond just like the same name with a carbon fiber back? Maybe the nice red button on the side.
0: They're pushing their like, think to think experience which should let you like give you a bunch of stuff to like sync your phone to your laptop but like that is powered by ready for which is motorola's terribly named companion software and like i don't have a ThinkPad, and i well, the, your phone c-
1: companion by microsoft is just so much better in that regard it's almost not worth mentioning oh i
0: had no issue yes. i mean i mean can you like mirror apps on your phone from on the microsoft one
1: uh, I haven't used it. That might be exclusive to Samsung right now, but I believe. Okay, that is but
0: there's there's a bunch of you can like automatically like without going into your like I think it was like two clicks and I was like tethered to my hotspot on the, my phone. It's like it's not a bad app. Um, The only thing but is ready for is not let Lenovo exclusive either. Yeah, it's just well, that's like what Windows I'm saying. Exclusive. Like they they have this branding of think to think, but I don't think it, looking through what it can do, it's like all the stuff that Ready for does, and Ready for is like installed on the app by default, and so I or on the phone by default, and so I um. The answer to your question is, in their marketing, yes, there are benefits. In actuality, I, I don't think so. So you don't think think to think for the <laughs> Think phone is worth
2: thinking about <laughs> unless you have a ThinkPad, except for the fact that you think that it works on all Windows phones. The, or whatever, uh, that, That's all correct,
0: all Dr. Seuss. Phones.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. Then there's just the whole conversation about software. Motorola software used to be super clean. It used to basically be indistinguishable from, you know, Android One, if you will, right? Back in the day, like it was just when Lenovo bought Motorola from Google, it sort of inherited that clean Android experience, didn't really mess with it for a long time, and then slowly but surely has been ruining it. What is it like these days? Because you mentioned specifically it's a pretty buggy experience altogether.
0: It's not like... I don't know. I think it's because I'm like doing I, I did two Motorola phones back to back, so i've I've like been living in this ecosystem longer, and I've like there's a couple things I've like really soured on. i I went from thinking they're always on display implementation, which is not always on. I should not call it that. It's peak display, I think. It's the thing that has been around since for ten years since the Moto x. It's the same idea of you like tap or whatever. And the phone screen gives you like your notification icons and you can drag those and you drag them to the, this is not on the Moto X, but you drag them to the fingerprint sensor. And then it, it Yeah, no, that it, was Moto X. No, I know. I know. But like there was no fingerprint sensor on the Moto X, certainly not in the display. No, uh, you just
1: dragged it to the lock icon. You, right.
0: But now, now you drag it to the fingerprint sensor and it scans and it opens right up and it's great, but it feels really where all the icons are are all along the bottom of the phone and the, It feels really clunky to use now. And to be honest, I'd rather just have it normal, always on display. Like, I know people like it. I I've just kind of soured on it partially because I often have media playing on my phone, whether it's a podcast or music or whatever. And the second you're playing media. Oh, it'll
1: throw up the media controls. Yeah, they're so bad. You can move your finger and avoid either pausing or canceling the music, right? Yeah, I wrote about this in The Edge,
0: but like, I have like on multiple occasions, like grabbed my phone out of my pocket and and like the way that my finger hit the screen, dragged the playback bar like 30 minutes later in the podcast. And like, I don't know where I was. Like, and now I have to, you know, for two minutes, like try to figure out where I was. It's just annoying. You can't turn off those media controls. So it's it's just like, kind of terrible i've really soured on it
1: i gotta say it's kind of insane that that specific bug in that specific feature has definitely been there since the moto x because i definitely remember doing yeah. that a decade ago
0: just let me have a normal always on display you can have peak display there for like the fans but just let me have just let a it be normal an option. ambient display yeah i don't know like uh, ready for worked fine except for the fact that like one of the big features is like the webcam pairing thing where you can use your phone as a webcam like you can on like mac and that never worked for me it it kept telling me to, un- to reinstall the app on my pc i did twice never worked sh- i don't know some other issues there uh but like the software wasn't like it was mostly fine like it was just like those few like motorola quirks where i'm like oh this is like annoying or whatever
2: So then we're at the camera. So I looked at some of those samples you posted. It might just be the compression on our site, which admittedly is not great at preserving detail, but those are some of the worst photos, not your photo prowess, which is fine, but just the results are awful. They look like they're taken on a Nexus 4. I was going
1: to say, all of your photography of the phone looks amazing, but yeah, all those camera (laughs) samples are kind of trash.
2: And the, the, the thing is that the front facing camera looks better than the rear facing camera in many cases, which I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. So yeah. this is I I remember I went to Motorola's headquarters in 2018 and they did a big tour of their camera testing facility and they really emphasize how they're working with Sony and with other camera sensor vendors to improve the color science and the detail and blah 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 and like they really take photography seriously. And this was 2018. This was five years ago. And since then, their cameras have not only not kept pace with the rest of the industry, but I feel like they've actually gotten demonstrably worse. And it feels hopeless. Motorola does not understand. This is a company that was like, you know, back in the day, like the droids and like the early Motorola phones were really competitive with the industry in camera capabilities and has just like completely fallen off the map. And this does not seem to redeem them whatsoever.
0: No, I would say everything looks pretty washed out and like desaturated in a way that like is not reflecting even like indoor shots. Like I there's a photo of like some of my vinyl collection and like I'm looking it's like on a well lit it's in my office that is well lit and it's like all the reds and pinks or whatever that are in there are like clearly not as vibrant as they are in real life, like I don't know, like real basic stuff, where I'm like, why is this not great? Even like you mentioned the selfie cam, we there's two shots of me and and Jules, uh, who who uh, is you know our our producer. Uh, Hi Jules, uh, who who was uh, kind enough to visit me in Buffalo this week, and like we took a selfie together, and I was like, all right, now I need to grab one with the ultra wide mode, and I hit it, and like the change was so like. <laughs> minor that like the photo is of him laughing in the background because we were like it didn't even like it's not even that different like nothing changed like uh i don't know it was just funny yeah it's the camera situation is uh it's not good
2: no it's really not and yeah just it just speaks to how far behind motorola is i know this is not meant to be competitive really no it's, you know, it's
0: not they don't it's just there because it needs to be there basically
2: but they're you know they, they say that there's a 50 megapixel sensor with two micron pixels uh which is false it's two micron binned but whatever there's ois on the main sensor you know there's an ultra wide like it, they seem to care about the cameras in some on at least on paper yeah one over 1.5 inch main sensor I mean that's not a tiny sensor that's only slightly smaller than something in the galaxy s23 and I actually think it's bigger than the primary sensor on the galaxy s23 but something's off yeah so anyway and th- and there's still one of the few manufacturers to put in a depth sensor yeah like, what are you doing <laughs> yeah you don't need a depth no. sensor anymore if you're if you're if your primary sensor is that oh
0: good. I I straight up have a theory that that, like, any company in Motorola is very guilty of this. Like, they always are just throwing out a depth sensor. And I always just think it's so that they can be like, Yeah, we have three lenses. <laughs> like, look, yes. three lenses. Yep. <laughs> and, like, don't pay attention to that third one, though. Don't worry about it. Don't ask what it is. Just that notice that there's in, three. like,
2: 2017. I don't think that works anymore.
1: I mean, I just assume only have two lenses and have them both be useful than have five lenses and three of them be worthless. Like, we learned this shit with the. Uh, Oh God, what was the nine lens or whatever that a monstrosity was three years ago?
0: I don't remember.
1: Because there was a phone that had like seven or eight eyes in an arrangement and the camera, uh, all the cases for it looked absolutely hideous because of it.
0: I
2: think, I know what you're talking, was it the light phone?
1: It was a Nokia.
2: Yeah, I, I don't no remember. No idea. No, the light phone is an, is like the minimal phone. I remember there was a like an experimental camera that did like have 12 sensors on the back and they were all at different focal lengths and it was meant to create depth but uh i forget what it was if anybody remembers send me an email all right let's move on because we got a lot more to talk about the techno phantom v fold the cheapest foldable yet it's not available in north america but it's about a thousand dollars manuel liked it it's running a MediaTek 9000 plus soc which is by no means powerful or at least not nearly as powerful as the latest gen chips from Qualcomm, but it does the job. We haven't really heard much from techno in the last few years, but the company is trying to break out of that really cheap, focused entirely on the African and Asian market. Oh, Ara, you got it. The Nokia 9 peer yes. Yeah. Oh. It was this Yes.
1: Like...
2: <laughs> Sorry, I just saw what it looks like. That's true. I I have one of those actually. Literally, I, sure I just
1: typed Nokia phone too many eyes into Google, and it came up instantly. I'm like, oh, there it is. Mm.
2: <laughs> That's it. I re- I remember that phone. That was uh that was bad. That was real bad.
1: Right. That like that was the epitome of this is why too many sensors is a bad thing. Oh Quality God, over I quantity. I forgot about
2: this. And it was only 2019. Yeah. Wow. What? Oh, so much has changed. I thought this was like 2015, 2016
1: at the at the no, latest. No, 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 no. no.
2: That's true. Oh yeah, I remember getting this at MWC 2019. Oh, man,
0: memories. The, anyway, the marketing let's, let's website keep going. for it is still up. If you want to just walk down memory lane and learn about how it's uh it's gonna awaken your inner pro. To- when
2: when when Nokia made flagship Android phones, that was that was when yeah uh, we had more competition.
1: Well, when Nokia made flagship phones it was back in the Windows Phone era.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. All right, so let's talk a bit about this. Um, Phantom V folds. Give us the thirty second elevator pitch here, Will. Like what exactly is this
0: thing? Imagine like a Z fold four, which I'm I'm back on, and if we have time we can talk for 45 seconds about how I feel about uh foldables right now. Imagine that, and then just kind of make it like cheap. It, like you said, it's got a media tech processor rather than like a Snapdragon. It's it's got, you know, outer displays like full HD rather than like super like sharp or whatever. But you know, the inner display is still, you know, about 2k, uh, 2k plus is what Manuel has written here. Did you try this at MWC? I did not. Manuel tried it. Okay. I wasn't sure. I can't remember if he took it, if that's when he took it home or if they shipped it to him. I know he tried it there, but like, you know, when you're getting down to like thousand dollars for a full fledged foldable, it's not super sturdy. It's the haptics are terrible. Like, The software is, it's like high OS 13, I think, right? Like whatever that is. It's very similar to like honors software. Manuel goes into how there's like a bunch of weird bugs. He had a black screen during face unlock setup. The pause button just wouldn't work when he was listening to Spotify. Lift awake wouldn't work a lot of the times. Just weird quirks that you're going to have to live with for saving $800. The cameras are whatever. And it's thick and heavy. I mean, like it does he have the weight here? He does not have the weight here. He just says it's heavy, but yeah, it's, um, it's also got this weird fabricy back that I don't love the look of. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Oh yeah. Cause this, I this, actually this, like This it. is the really? more like Alcantara
1: looking like type thing.
0: Oh, it's vegan leather. It looks, it does not look like vegan leather.
1: Because it, vegan leather is plastic,
0: yeah. It, so it, that's why Manuel compares it to wax paper, and that that oh. is uh, that is closer to what it looks like to me.
1: Ah, that's a little bit too powdery for. Because I mean, like there are some pleather cases out there that do honestly feel decent. Mm-hmm. This just does not look like one of them.
2: Yeah, I think the takeaway here is that the phone itself not so interesting, but if you take this plus the fact that Motorola is expected to announce a cheap flip phone, flip foldable in the next little bit. Rumor is that Motorola is going to announce two devices rather than one, and you know one will be more expensive than the other. With another rumor that Samsung is going to completely overhaul the design of the Z Fold 5 and make it thinner, a little bit more like the Xiaomi Mi Mix Fold 2, that we may see another price drop on the Z Flip 5. All of this and, and and like the fold, like we're we're also seeing that, and and rumors of the eighteen hundred dollar price point of the Pixel Fold is just going to be interesting. We're we're seeing this very very wide range of prices on a relatively new category, similar to the broader phone market in general. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the next year or so we see a six seven hundred dollar vertical clamshell fold being released. And that will be sort of the entry point for a lot of people, similar to how the Z Flip 3 was at $1,000. Okay, let's move on. Google Authenticator is now cloud-supported. This comes after years and years of me using Authy reluctantly.
0: I was going to say this comes 2 weeks after I got sick of having to find the phone that authenticator was on <laughs> when I'm using when I'm testing a review unit and finally spending like 45 minutes moving my codes to Authy.
2: Right. So that's it, right? Yeah. You either have your stuff in something like 1Password where you can gate all of your OTP passwords or you move to something like Authy which is cloud connected. Now, like Authy, this is not end-to-end encrypted, which is what Google has been called out for. Um, It's obviously gated behind your Google password. You still have to sign in with your Google password and it syncs across accounts that way, but the actual codes themselves are not end-to-end encrypted. And Google has said that, you know, there's a security compromise here because if you make the actual authenticator app end-to-end encrypted and you lose your password, you lose access to these codes forever, and you're basically forced to reset your all of the accounts that are gated behind 2FA. So there is a compromise, as with all security measures. And I think most people that have two-factor authentication on their broader Google account are going to be happy to just sync their two-factor authentication codes here. I haven't used this though. Do you know if you can like set a separate password just to get into the app in general
0: right now? I also haven't used it because that's kind of how Authy works is that it has like a yeah. password, like a master password to get in. And and I also, like I said, like I just switched. I don't have anything left in Authenticator to test it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried it out. I would hope that there's a way, but I would bet it probably works the same and now it just syncs over the cloud.
2: Authy's clunky, though, because you have to obviously authenticate a new device every time, and then there's a password, but I don't find syncing is actually very good. I get some of my accounts that I've added only show up on my phones, not on the desktop, so the actual syncing portion of Authy has a lot of work that it still needs to do. It's just not a very good, like the UX of the app is pretty pretty bad, so I'm going to try Authenticator and see if that works for me, and I will report back. Amazon shutting down its Halo lineup. It is literally taking them off the market. There's no fire sale. You can't get it for 30 bucks or you whatever. You already could. It is gone. <laughs> I'll say cost. its gone i was say it has
1: been it's been like 30 <laughs> or 40 bucks for I want to say the last year solid. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if you can't buy the thing because you can't use the service. Like After, they're shutting down Yeah,
2: July
0: 31st. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be able to sync your your stuff.
1: And it doesn't have a screen, so what's the use of a fitness tracker where you can't see the actual the data? The View has
0: a screen. The one that th- that came out like last year.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. The-, the
0: one that's like a knockoff Charge Five.
2: Like Stadia, though, Amazon will be providing refunds to anybody that purchased a View Band, Rise, or other Halo accessory since it was launched, at least in the in the
0: last year. Wow, the pages and are if gone. you were, su- <laughs> like, if you yeah. click through, like, on our review, if you click through the Amazon link, it's just it gives you like a four hundred four. <laughs> Like they're gone. Yeah, I,
2: I'm not surprised by this. Yeah. It was never really clear to me why Amazon invested in health when the Apple Watch exists. I was to say, is, was exists. this an
1: investment? This always felt like a little like experiment. Like, will people pay for this?
2: Yeah. And well, the answer was not. no. Mm. So, R.I.P. Halo and like Amazon's health line in general. I'm sure in five years Amazon will release something else that has some fitness features. And then promptly shut it down again, because that's what we do. Uh, When money is cheap and and the economy is good, companies waste money. And then when things tighten up, they lay thousands of people off and uh, forget those projects ever existed. All right. Android 14 beta 1.1 fixes some of Android 14 beta 1's worst bugs. This is very easy to sum up in like five sentences. It's still crashy, but it's not as crashy, basically. Yep. But as you said in your initial Android fourteen hands-on, like nobody should be using this as a daily driver. It's way too buggy. Even now with one point one, I hear the modem is still yeah, super super
0: janky. Yeah, like there's still network issues that they did not fix, which makes me think that like they really were just like almost surprised by how many bugs, and they're just like trying to rush out like okay, the fastest we can get a point one update out was two weeks, which is I think what I I think I like called that on the podcast a couple weeks ago, where I was like. Yeah. Two weeks from now, we're going to have a point one that that'll have a bunch of bug fixes. And like literally two weeks to the day of beta one launching, it arrived. Uh, but yeah, it, it only fixed five bugs based on their own changelog that they offered. And there were more than five bugs. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Pixel
2: 7a specs have leaked as well as a really nice high quality render of the coral colorway. We knew that there was a blue colorway coming, but we weren't aware of this coral one. I'm sure, Ara, you have feelings about this.
1: I do. I wish this was more like a product red kind of red instead of the same pinkish salmonish. Like It's not quite red. It's not quite pink. There's definitely a little bit of orange in there, but not like enough for you to call it an orange phone. The color definitely fits for a summer release, but I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. I can definitely say the red case is going to be the only one of the Pixel 7a's official cases. That is not gonna look like crap after two months. Yeah,
0: but because still, that is don't the buy only those. case
1: that is not like super duper light in color.
0: But don't buy those.
1: Yes, please don't. <laughs> but it's
0: also interesting,
2: like, this is a full color, right? Yeah, the, this, the is, previous this is pixels... a full,
1: like, this. I love the blue, and the blue is very simple and very much with the Google hardware aesthetic for the last like four or five years. And this coral is just like fire coral red.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. <laughs> I'm excited about this. I we hope should I mention we kind of knew about it only because. In one of his leaks, John Prosser said that there would be a coral color that no one had heard of before or had seen leaks of that would be a Google Store exclusive, and now we have this, so it seems that probably is the case just based on how little we've heard about this coral color. I I would not be surprised if it's a Google Store exclusive.
1: It makes sense after the uh, Kinda Coral Pixel 6 that, and then the Coral Pixel Buds Pro that yeah. we have another one in this color. Because Google likes to like establish a color and then use it for uh, years and years and then move on to Not something really else. Not really
0: with Pixel, though. With Pixel, no, they've but, been... No, but with,
1: um, like with the Nest Audios, with their home stuff, oh, yeah. and yeah. integrating the phone colors into more of that gives it, I think, a little bit more longevity and also helps things mesh a little bit better.
0: Yeah. I want to hit these specs real quick because, surprisingly, the spec leaks leading up to this phone have been kind of all over the place. Some of it's been really locked in we've known it's a 6.1 inch screen. We've with 90 Hertz, we've known that it's powered by Tensor G2, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. We've known like that's all been locked in. The camera specs had been all over the place. And like, to be honest, like th- this leak is accompanied by leaked marketing images that look very real. And I have reason to believe that these are real, <laughs> just because like, again, like you look at the drop down menu and like, I know that Google font, uh, you know, anywhere. So it's looking like a 64 megapixel sensor, which I don't think has been used on a Pixel phone before. I mean, like the like, straight up one of these images even says, like, yeah, there it is, uh, a new 64 megapixel camera. So like, I don't know. I'm curious to see what that is because usually they reuse hardware on the A series, and and that's not really well, the case.
1: They can't really do that right now because it's either the super high yeah. end sensors from the Pixel Seven or the same potato sensor that we had for, what was it? The four to the six A? Oh, the two
0: no, yeah. the two to the six A. Did the yeah. six not get a new
1: sensor? The six got a new sensor. I thought s- it was well, two
0: to the five A, and then the six had a new sensor.
1: Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm excluding flagships after the
0: four. Oh, sure. I just, see, I, I thought the the leaks up to this point had been rumored that they would use this, the sensor from the six, and, and that does not seem to be the case. Mm.
2: No, the sensor on the six A is the is 12 12- it's the IMS six three six three. Okay. It's the the same one that they've used forever.
0: Right. But not that was not from the six though, right? No, no, no. no. The six yeah. had a slightly updated sensor. And that was the rumor before this week was that the seven A would have whatever the six had. Too
1: right. many numbers. Yeah,
0: the, the six introduced the fifty megapixel yes. sensor that uh, has been maintained through the seven. Yes, and that was the leak up until this week, and now we have the sixty four megapixel. Sensor that seemingly came. Yeah. Out so nowhere.
2: this like clearly this is a new sensor. It's yeah. interesting that it's a high megapixel asset rather than sticking with maybe a larger pixel. I think Google, like everybody, is sort of acknowledging that higher megapixels means you can bend down, you get more better low light performance, you just have more data to work with. Not surprising. I'm sure this is not a large sensor by any stretch of the imagination, but it is probably larger than the 12 megapixel sensor on the 6A. I would not be surprised if there are some growing pains, like every time Google introduces a new sensor, we have some problems with the initial rollout and some issues with color science, and it gets corrected over time. But I'm actually quite bullish on Google adding a standalone sensor to the A-Series. I do think it matters that the A-Series has something to differentiate it from the more expensive phones, and this is going to be a way to do that, right? Because undoubtedly, we will get an upgraded 50-megapixel sensor on the 8. I, I like, I'm like. i very confident on that. So this this does make sense. And then obviously, there's no telephoto. It's just the 12-megapixel ultra-wide that we're r- seeing rumored on the Pixel 7a. But yeah, I mean, I think the camera is the most interesting spec, as you said.
0: Everything else is pretty par for the I mean, course. otherwise, it just sounds like the 7. And, and so the, the real question is, where does this camera fall in terms of the Pixel lineup? Because I mean, otherwise, like... 20 watt wired charging is the rumor here. That's basically what the 7 does uh, off the top of my head. Uh, unless they're doing that thing where they, I don't know, the Pixel 7 is like technically 30 watt, but it's actually 21. So if this is 20 watt, but actually 11 or something stupid, right? But uh, wireless Whoa, charging I could see for this first... being
1: 20 and it's actually 18.
0: Yeah, I went too far, but you know what I mean. Yeah, just say the just say the actual wattage. I don't know. I'm really annoyed about this. It's been two years of this stuff. It's just annoying. Wireless charging. The leaked image says you know for the first time on a on an A series, and then there's that five hundred dollar uh, price point that I may or may not be uh, you know annoyed about. But there you go.
1: But you're just glossing over the wireless charging, and that is the most important thing they brought no, to No, I said phone. wireless charging. You said I said it, it and immediately went past it, but I mean, I don't care as much about the wired charging because I know so long as an 18-watt charger will fast charge this phone, I do not care what is above it.
0: Ari, yeah. you and I were DMing this week, and you said wireless charging is the thing that matters, and I said, and 90 hertz, and you said, eh, and I <laughs> we're just on different sides here. I think 90 hertz matters more than wireless charging. I
1: mean, it'll, but I respect it'll her look opinion. a little bit smoother. To the nerds, it will matter. To the regular people who are buying this phone, I don't know if 90 hertz is going to matter that much.
0: That's where you're mixed up, because only nerds buy pixels, <laughs> regular people buy iPhones. <laughs> That's not true. Kind of. And scene. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. I think one of the coolest rumors that we're seeing this year is that the rotating bezel is going to make a comeback on the Galaxy Watch 6. I think that was sorely missed from the 5. I think it really affected how people perceived the 5 Series, especially the 5 Pro. There's very little difference in the 5 and 5 Pro, like visually. Like the whole 5 Series felt like a very minor upgrade. And I think Samsung learned its lesson and is probably going to bring that back. And I'm here for it. So other than that, we still don't know too, too much about the 6 Series. Obviously, it's going to have a faster processor like on the five it's gonna run wear os you know it's all that good stuff but i think this one thing is going to make me more likely to buy it because i i just love that rotating bezel from the four classic it's still one
0: of my favorite smartwatches ever as the person who reviewed the the five pro it really left like it was like what are you know The 5 Pro still had the big thing, right? It was like where it feels like you took it out like last second, like just bring it back. So unless you have a crown, like if if you're omitting a crown, there's
2: really no good way to quickly navigate through Wear OS. Well,
1: especially for the Galaxy Watch where everything is just all of your stuff is on one main scroll wheel, either vertically or horizontally. I wish that the like classic or pro or whatever the big one was had the rotating bezel and then at least give the small one a crown.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't I think, think it is, is either, because they,
1: they have their digital bezel, which is okay. It's just not, it's not nearly crown, as good as a crown. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's also really hard to like show that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's like it looks clunky when you're demoing it.
1: Well, it looks. It, it feels clunky when you're actually using <laughs> it in real life.
2: <laughs> exactly, but like the the thing is, like you're you're trying to show people oh like you don't need a physical bezel you don't need a crown because you have this magic bezel that's capacitive and then like it it's actually bad and they haven't they've improved it over the years but it's nowhere near as responsive and reliable as a physical bezel or a crown and it just goes to show that like you do need some physical you can provide haptic feedback which the digital bezel has but it's not as tactile and it will never really work on a smartwatch in my opinion so yeah, the Pixel Watch has, I think, the best crown of any Android-powered smartwatch. Uh, the haptics are on point. The crown is really nice and heavy. I
1: still got to try uh, out that watch. There's a lot
2: else about this, the Pixel Watch that uh, is wanting. So, All right, finally, let's end this on, I think, one of the best pieces of news this week. Gboard's Emoji Kitchen is now a set of stickers that you can buy. It's $3 each. They're part of the Google it's merchandise $3 store.
1: A <laughs> so, sorry,
2: yeah. $3 a page. Sorry, $3 a page. Because I know that sticker. there
1: are people who will pay 3 bucks for an individual sticker if they could pick out which Emoji Kitchen. How many I... do you
2: get per page? It's like. It looks like 20, four 20, by it 20, 20. Like about to 25 20. to 30. Yeah. So that's not bad. Yeah. And like no. there are a number of different ones that you can choose from. Yeah.
1: Well, there's two different pages that you can choose from there's one that's Emoji Kitchen, and then there's one that's just regular Emoji.
2: Oh, that's it. Oh, I thought okay, there were it's just, more options.
1: Nope, okay. There are, and I bought two pages of the Emoji Kitchen and one page of the regular.
0: There's also, oh, we should mention sad. on the store page, I'm just noticing this. There's a thing that says how many are available. There's 613 available right now. So I guess if you want them, go buy them.
1: Well, the, it was 640 something whenever they announced them a couple. Of Never
0: mind. Ago. No one is buying these. Nobody
1: <laughs> is buying these because the, uh, the Google Merchandise Store is just such crap.
2: Yeah. I maybe. did not even know this existed until they put these on well, there
1: Well, here's the thing. They I think they're putting them on the merchandise store and then that's going to be one of the things you can buy with your Google Play points and that is the 100% the thing that would actually make sense to buy with your Google Play points.
2: Why not just put this stuff on the Google store? Like why not just have like a, a merchandise section? Yeah. On I have the, on the Google zero store.
1: idea cuz a bunch of this uh, Well, and they don't even have to move everything. Just move at least some of the fun stuff to the Google store. Yeah, they
2: are like nice looking socks. Would
1: totally buy the stickers along People would totally throw in a sheet or two of stickers alongside buying like a case or a charger for their phone or a new remote for their Chromecast.
2: There's Dino Chrome Dino socks. I I need a pair of these. These are excellent.
1: All the socks are Unisex crew socks. There are very few women's shirts on this store. And also a lot of this product is obviously like years and years old. They have keyboard stickers that are down at the very bottom, and I want to know I wanna know whether or not they were put on this store over or under 10 years ago. Because they're just so badly photographed.
2: So, yeah, I mean, some some of these. It, this does not look like Google is actually overseeing it. It seems like a third party
0: vendor. Well, that's I mean, just like, when
1: you first click the link, you think it's a scam page.
0: It does look like a scam page. The URL looks yeah. like a scam.
1: Yeah, no, like nothing about this is professional enough for a Fortune 100 company.
0: <laughs> yeah, it says operated also, the- by Robert Robertson Marketing. Sorry, the auto the page kept auto loading <laughs> as I was trying to scroll. And none of this apparel is
2: cheap either. Like no. you're paying $85 for a hoodie, $26 yeah. for a t-shirt. Well, I was I mean, going to
0: say, uh, Daniel, can I expense $115 to buy the Google Black Puffer Vest? Because I think if I wear that to IO, I can get some like real insider access. I think they'll just let me walk right through the door. <laughs> you will get a t-shirt at IO. They yeah, but if I'm wearing the I.O. Google t-shirt. Puffer Vest, they're going to be like, you definitely work here. Wait,
1: hold up. You're going to wear a Puffer <laughs> the Super Vest G. in Mountain View in May.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a you should do that.
2: I I will let you spend $115 to roast yourself a lot. I'm
0: understanding what I'm saying, but I'm just I just know what every Google employee wears and they just wear these. And so if I just if I just walk through the door, will I be like sweating like someone from high quality puffer vest yeah it's probably good. You know.
1: I mean, just be honest. It's Buffalo. You just uh, want that so you can wear it six months of the year.
0: No, I'm not a puffer vest guy. Did you guys see this this the chrome dino camp shirt? Mm-mm. That's it's got like it's like the like a pattern, like button up, like short sleeve shirt with like the chrome dino and the and the cactus on it. It's yeah. it's like below the, the the puffer vest, like second row. Oh, yeah. I like that's that. really that's actually really good. <laughs> I kind of like it's $86. That I thought I might, buy. yeah, but like that it's genuinely buy. like that's a pretty good that's subtle, you know what I mean? Like, like things
1: like, look like they're of quality on here. It's just a matter of they're at prices that most people would not pay.
0: Yeah, I'm not paying Because I, I, I
1: bought one of the Eco Tees because that was one of the few ones that looks like it was actually properly fitted for women and said it was moisture wicking because I live in a sweatbox.
2: I'm almost certain that everybody associated with designing these products was laid off during oh, the God. set of layoffs. Like, let's be honest here. Uh, I hope that's not true.
1: I was going to say, I, I think you're being generous and thinking that they were laid off in this last round because most of these products look like they're four or five years old and were probably put on this store somewhere between 2016 and 2018.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I want to know why this is not on the main Google store. But anyway. All right. Let us know if you're buying any of this stuff, including the stickers. We would love to hear from you. Podcast at com. Let us know about any of the other devices or products or services or anything that we discussed on the show, are you gonna start using Google Authenticator? And do you care if it doesn't have end-to-end encryption? You can find us at androidpolice.com. Will, Ara, thank you so much for for being here. Uh, If you're listening to this, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming back week after week. And uh, we hope you'll join us next week. And uh, that will be sort of our Google I.O. preview show. Then the following week will be Google I.O. Will, I hope that we'll have some time to get your thoughts uh, in between crazy
0: sessions i'll be here friday not, i'll be home friday we can record friday
1: will you be all conscious right. friday yeah
0: i know i'm it's not a red eye i'm traveling all day thursday but i get i'll get a land in buffalo at midnight so like i'll be back i'll be alive on friday yeah it'll be it'll be a crazy crazy day for you but uh, i'm excited for you to go there all right that's it
2: thank you for listening we will talk to you soon Bye-bye. bye 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 Stop <laughs>